welcome to Ted Davies Artistry Podcast, Ted Talks and Inspires. So this podcast is about creativity. It's about inspiring you to do the thing that you want to do, whether it's writing or art. Tell that story that you have. I'm here to share my journey and inspire you. So let's get to it. Ted Davies Artistry. Today I want to talk about vibe to tribe. What surrounds you makes you more creative. I've got pretty much three specifics that I want to go over of what works for me. And I know that there's a lot of people that, you know, have said this to me, I'll stay away from that person or don't go near them or You'd be so successful if you were like them. Why can't you be more like them? And I think that if you surround yourself with the creative presence, the creative people, uh, the creative environment, it can allow you to be more creative yourself. And you can be a little bit more, I think, productive in your, in your journey. So step one, habitat. We notice in nature that with the correct environment, things grow, whether it's an animal, whether it's uh, plants, uh, even our food. If the right conditions are there, uh, then we have a yield, right? With the habitat that you immerse yourself in, it can make all the difference. You need to have a space. It doesn't matter how big or how small, but you need to have a space that is truly yours. Uh, it can be an environment of mind. It can be an environment of structure. Uh, it, the, the room that I have or the library that I've got is uh, not a very large room, but it gives me space to where I can shut everything out and get to the creative source, so to speak. And when I start out, I usually start out with music. Uh, I will put on if I'm writing, I'll put on classical music, music without uh, words. That way I've, I can listen to the voices in my head, so to speak. And you can produce, I think, uh, at least for me, you can produce more of what you're trying to get out as far as the story goes. The, your environment is, is so crucial, whether it's a comfortable chair or just a quiet space. It has to be yours. It has to be a, an owned thing. Uh, each one of us uh, had desks growing up as kids when we went to school. And, you know, at least I did. I, I'm sure that you had a certain desk that you liked or, you know, a certain space that you were in, you felt more comfortable in. And, you know, I think that there's uh, something to be said for that. I know that there's certain spots of the house that are, you know, my spot, so to speak, like the couch. The left side of the couch is mine, the right side is my wife's. You know, it's it's a it's just kind of a, you, you fall into that. Um, I don't know how creative I am <laughs> when I'm sitting there watching TV, but, you know, it, you have to have a sense of uh, being comfortable and you have to have a sense of your surroundings to, you know, to be the best that you can be, right? So that's step one, habitat. Immerse yourself 
immerse yourself in an environment that's comfortable for you. It could be bright colors, it could be dark colors, it can, you know, whatever, whatever music, you name it. But try to make it as positive of an experience as possible to start your creative experience. Number two, I evaluate and I curate. I set the standard. I try not to be a follower. I've, I've, I've never really been that. And that's hard for some people because we're we're breaking from that norm right now, but there are a lot of followers still uh, in the world. And I, I see that it can be a very dangerous thing in certain respects, but I think curating and, and evaluating your um, intake of information, whether it be the news, uh, whether it be the people that are around you, I think that has everything to do with it. And that could be family, too. There's a lot of people that have very negative families. And uh, I'm fortunate enough that I don't have that. Uh, and if it starts, then I, I just don't have anything to do with it. And it's hard with being online so much because there are people that, you know, live off of that. Trolling is a is a career for some people, not for me. And I don't have time for it. And I would suggest to you that you are very careful on what you let in, so to speak. Uh, that includes the news. That includes a lot of just the negativity that's out there, uh, just even from your neighbors. And I try to, you know, I try to leave the experience. If if it is a if it is a negative one, I try to leave it as positive as you can because you, you know, that just builds good karma. And you try to. You, you never know. You know, those people might just be having just a terrible day. And for whatever reason, you've made it worse. But you try to at least curate to the point where you can remove yourself from that environment. I think that once you remove yourself from any type of you know corrosive uh, talk or just an environment of angst and anxiety, you're going to be better for it. And I know you'll be more creative. I know that when I pull away from certain activities or certain things, not as a shut-in, but just getting away from that uh, negative environment, it does help. It helps me produce more work. The quality of work that I produce is so much better. And I, I think, honestly, I produce the work that is truly what I'm supposed to produce, not, oh, there it is. You know, that's, you know, I guess that'll do. It gets me to to actually move back into into my creative flow so to speak so that I've got I've got a, an avenue to where I can really start producing uh, what I what I truly want to produce when it comes to my creative work so curating is a, is a big part of it you know uh, your vibe attracts your tribe is something that one of my good friends uh, taught me and she has a, a very good way of um, cultivating people and I've seen it time and time again, her and her sister, they just, they, they've got such a, um, endearing, uh, personalities that they, you, you can't help but be, you can't help but help them. They do a lot of outreach. They do a lot of, uh, volunteer work and it shows when other people around them, their, their tribes, they're all as much of givers now to a cause as they are. 
because they've they've built this uh, coalition, if you want to call it that, of, of creativity and of compassion. And I think that using that from a standpoint of attracting your tribe, um, you know, a lot of the a lot of the group that I hang out with or that I am creative with and that we're misfits, you know. I mean, they're it's a menagerie of misfits. Uh, I, I remember the the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, um, the Isle of Misfit Toys, was it? The Island of Misfit Toys. And the whole dynamic of that rings very true <laughs> to what I think is very... Uh, is very much the, the catalyst of what makes me creative because I see not not from a standpoint of um, staging people like I'm higher than them or they're lower than me or whatever but just a the camaraderie the the you know what it's it's okay to be a little crazy it's okay to be a little weird not to be negative I don't mean that at all because if you're negative then you need to reevaluate again evaluate your what you're putting out there and what you're receiving because you need to get to the positive side of it. You've got to look at the humor of it because if you don't, you're going to be stuck in that rut and you're not going to be creative or the things that you're creating are not going to be to the level that they need to be for you to be quote-unquote successful. So I think curating is a, and evaluating are, are very important in the, uh, in the one, two, three of this vibe-to-tribe dynamic. Number three is pretty simple. Evolve. Take these first steps of habitat. Immerse yourself in positivity. Evaluate and curate your surroundings and the people that you're with or that you allow yourself to be with. And then evolve. Get to the point where you're learning, not competing, but you're learning from them. The things that they have done the mistakes maybe they've made, you know, you're not going to do anything from the sidelines. You're not going to be successful from the sidelines. It won't happen. You have to get in the game, and you have to be producing something, enjoying it, not dreading it. But evolving is what we're doing every day. Every breath we take, we evolve into something new. We continue on, and that's what you need to do when you're in this creative process. Now, evolving can mean a lot of different things for people. It can mean a different strategy on uh, on our daily lives of eating or what we drink. Do we partake in alcohol? Do we do drugs? Is there any, you know, whatever you deem evolution is, is, is what you're putting on yourself. For me, I think evolving is the creative process times 10. So evolving with, with art, for instance, you know, when I was a kid, I started out drawing shapes, you know, kind of probably stick figures. I don't remember that too often, but I always drew shapes and I, you know, whether it's circle squares, rectangles, you have it, triangles. And I started putting them in format the way I was taught. And then in school, you know, how to draw. But then I've gotten into architecture and everything else and, and seeing how I developed over the years compared to when I was like three or four years old. And it's come a long way. Uh, I'm not anywhere near where I, I want to be. I want to be so much better. Uh, but I do have a style that um, that I have actually uh, done very well with. 
with you, you will evolve and you will you'll get your style as well. But in that, you're going to be taking other people's samples, if you will. You're going to be seeing how they produce work. You're going to see how they make lines, what you are really attracted to for line work or painting or what have you, whatever it is. My biggest concern is that you get frustrated and that you don't have the drive to continue on to evolve. There's going to come a plateau and you, you level off a bit, and I, I think we all do that. I think that's human nature. But I see it from a standpoint of you have to evolve. If you, if you don't evolve, you die, and it's, it's a pretty simple construct. I don't think there's many people that have, uh, have not evolved and have become successful. So I definitely look at those, uh, those three steps. Habitat, curate, and evolve. So in the writing process, I use these three steps. I usually start with music. I'll put on classical music of some sort. I'll end up getting, and this is just me, you don't have to smoke. I don't recommend you smoking if you don't like to, or if, if you don't have the health for it, or if you're not of age. I want to make sure that that's stated. But, I mean, I'll have, uh, like I said, a cup of coffee, um, maybe a cigar every once in a while. Um, I have the same type of books that I write in, the same type of marker that I use or, or pen that I use. I've got it down to a, it's almost to a rhythm so that I'm comfortable in that moment. I've got everything ready to go. The engine's running, so to speak. Now I just have to get on the highway. And when, I, when I'm doing that, I'm already I'm more relaxed now. I know that I can, I know I can get the thoughts down that I've got. And I know that there's people that struggle just to get to that first line or that first paragraph. When you get into a comfortable state um, of inspiration, you're going to be able just to move through this really quick. And that's, and that's the way it happens for me. You hear some people, you know, write music and some of the greatest songs that we've ever heard that were recorded were written in a in several minutes that decades later we're still hearing this music and they're still getting paid for it for that matter with writing um you, you know the the biggest thing is i think is habitat now on the note of curating and evaluating i don't let a lot of people in on my process when i work but with that, when you're writing, I would be very careful on who you're allowing to read, you know, and I've said that in other podcasts uh, and other interviews and that. So I do recommend that you at least be very careful on what you're presenting to the public. Don't be too hard on yourself when you're evaluating your work, uh, when you're curating your work. Get the idea down. You can always go back and edit. And I always stress to have an editor once things are completed and you're ready to go, get yourself an editor. Then, from that standpoint, what I normally do is once I've got my environment in hand and I am writing, curating, getting evaluating my work and everything else, bouncing it off uh, a couple beta readers that I trust you know, completely, then I can evolve that story. I can get that to the point where I'm producing something that I really, really do think is going to be worthy for public consumption kind of like a chef. You know, there's there's certain stages, certain ingredients, certain prep, and then the meal is out. 
on the plate. Same idea. As far as artwork goes, habitat's real important. Now, not necessarily, I don't listen to classical music when I'm uh, when I'm drawing or doing uh, cover art or anything like that. Uh, I'll put on any, just about any type of music you can think of, from hard rock all the way to jazz. I go for the full gamut, from Benny Goodman to Metallica goes the full gamut. And it also, I think that that tends to uh, put some of that energy into that work. I know that since I smoke cigars, I'll tell you a little story about the uh, the Romeo and Julieta. When the Romeo and Julieta cigars were first produced, they would have a moderator at the basically in the front of the room, and the moderator would read uh, Shakespeare. And with certain cigars, they thought that the transfer of the language, the transfer of the emotion of the stories, would be moved into the wrappings of the cigars, and hence the name Romeo and Julieta. It's pretty much what you need to look at is your surroundings. If you feel, you know, a lot going on right now with the, with the epidemic and the news and the election, all of it, if you're feeling too much of that, shut it off. Get away from it. It's hard to, I know, but get away from it. Get yourself, if hopefully you've got a set of headphones, you can block out some things. And I'm not trying to say run away from it, but get yourself into an environment that is productive for you. Uh, there's so much uh, that, that we can do for ourselves to keep ourselves motivated. Uh, even though when the weather's getting a little bit you know, colder out and we're feeling a little bit more isolated because of everything that's been going on, I think that we're... We're having to do that. We have to force ourselves to create a space, create the environment that is going to make you more creative. I don't like talking for a long time on these podcasts. I think that a 20 to 30 minute run is always good. I think it's just enough to get my thoughts out there without being too uh, overbearing, <laughs> if, you, if you think that. I hope that the the three steps that I've sh- that I've shared with you that work for me can kind of get you to the point where you're at least being a little bit easier on yourself when you're creating. And maybe there's a there's some hope to inspire yourself to get that story out or get that painting done or get that drawing done. Because right now we're getting into the season of giving like we talked about on the last podcast. And this is your gift, and it's your job to get that gift out to the world, to make it just a little bit better for somebody else. Thanks again, everybody, for stopping in. No envy, no fear. Please stay safe, stay healthy, and we will talk to you soon.